Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, before we start, just quickly I want to pray and then, and then we can start to hear what God wants to speak to us. Uh, let's just quickly pray, bow our heads. God, we thank you, God. We thank you that you are here, God, that you, you always show up, God. You're always faithful. We thank you, God, that when we run to you, God, you always, God, stretch out your hands, God, and you, you give us strength, God. You give us life, God. You give us your word. You've given us everything, God. Your grace is sufficient, God. Your strength is enough. We thank you, God. We thank you for the word, God, that you have, you have put in my heart, God, and that you, have, that you want to speak tonight, God. I pray that you speak, God, to, to my heart, God, and to every heart that's in this place. Give me the ability and the, the clarity, God, to speak your word with clarity, with the truth. And I pray that every heart would be able to accept your word. And to apply it in their life, God. And that you would open up your revelations, God. That your word would become alive in us tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, tonight we're going to continue our, our series on prayer. The Lord's Prayer. And Friday, not last Friday, but the Friday before. Uh, our youth pastor Dima started this series with the first two, the first two um, parts of the Lord's Prayer. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so we heard that there's a Father in heaven, that there's a God Almighty that made us all his children, and he's our father, and he's mighty, he's, he's glorious, and his name is holy, it's, it's perfect, it's awesome, it's, all creation worships his name, and you know, when Jesus was teaching his disciples this, and I kind of, when he was showing them how to approach God, how to honor God, how to praise God, how to pray. Because the disciples, how he taught them was because disciples told them they didn't know how to pray. You know, they've been prayers to God for thousands of years and they still haven't really figured out exactly what pleased God, how, what kind of a prayer that would actually honor and please God and the, the, that God would actually want to hear from his people. And Jesus I think kind of concentrated everything into this short prayer because it's not very long. It's short, but it's so concentrated. There's so much truth and revelation and so much depth in every single word that Jesus taught his disciples in this prayer. And so when he said, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I just, you know, I always thought Jesus was, you know, like you ever seen a child that would like, brag about his dad, like, my dad is awesome, my dad is strong, my dad is, you know, it's almost like, I honor you, God, you are awesome, you are my father, and your name should be 
honored in reverence. You know, in, in another place in the Bible, it says that Jesus was heard. He was heard by the Father because of his reverence. So it's when we pray before God, this is, this is the beginning, you know, because the Lord's Prayer, it's, it's so awesome and powerful. It's, it's, it's a treasure. You know, like there's a parable that Jesus said that a man found a treasure in the field and he sold everything. And just to buy that field and to have that treasure. And this prayer is, is this treasure that we have in this Word of God that, that it's amazing when you actually start to pray this prayer and to, to let every word that Jesus taught His disciples to sink into your heart, to your mind, and to, to apply it in your prayer towards God. It's, it's, it's powerful. It's amazing. And so as we continue with our Next, I'd say next part of this prayer that Jesus was teaching. And this prayer, I think, is Jesus has put every single part of this prayer in a particular spot. And I think that Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, had to be first. It had to be first. And then the next two things I want to talk about, your kingdom come. And your will be done. Let's open up to Matthew chapter 6. And from verse 9. So I want to just read it over again. And then we'll talk. And I'll just share what I have in my heart. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth. As it is in heaven. And give us this day. Our daily bread. Every single part of this prayer has a consistency that it has to follow. It's, when I was praying and, and I started to pray this prayer, I realized that it's all connected. God, God has put this prayer in, in such a sequence that it actually it makes sense when you actually begin to apply it and to pray this prayer. And it's amazing because when you pray, Father who's in heaven, holy and mighty and awesome is your name, you get excited about God. You know, when I was, when I was starting to pray, and it was hard, you know, it's hard to pray. You know, you have your times where it's just, you know, you're flowing in, in, uh, in prayer and it's God's grace, but then you have those hard times where it's hard to pray. Honestly, this is how I, I, I got to this prayer is at one point I'm praying and it's just dry and it's hard. And I'm, I'm like, God, I, I teach me how to pray. I'm like, God, I, I don't really like I, I make all these words. I, I say so many things in my heart, but teach me how to pray. And God just by the Holy Spirit, I guess I just I started to pray. And all of a sudden it just came to me. Just start to pray this the Lord's Prayer, you know, and since because we were growing up in church, we knew the Lord's Prayer since we were like, we, since we can speak, you know. So I started to, to pray, and I, all of a sudden I realized how powerful it is. When I just started to, not just to recite it, because when we were kids, when we were in church, you know, in religious churches, you know, you just, you know, you, you say whatever to God. That's why I remember, you know, you pray, 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 and then in the end, 
in all, all, everybody in the end, you know, the preacher says, you know, Father in heaven, except in Russian, because I grew up in a Russian church, but, and he just recites the whole prayer, and everybody says amen, and church is over, you know, kind of, but when I started to pray it, I started to, to grasp every single word, to, 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 to ask God to open up every single word in this prayer, and it's, it's just amazing, it's powerful. And so I want to begin with, your kingdom come, your kingdom come. When, when we talk about a kingdom, the number one, the most important thing is what do we have in a kingdom? A king, yes. And God is our king. God is our king. And so when, when we think about a king, what, what, is, what kind of uh, characteristics, what kind of things do we think about a king? What, are, what does a king do? You know, what, who is a king? Yeah, he goes to war. He's mighty. He's powerful, right? King has to be powerful. You know, he can't be weak. If a king is weak, then he's not going to be king for very long. You know, it's hard to kind of grasp for us, you know, the whole, the whole thing of a king because we live in kind of a democ- democracy. And so we have, you know, three kind of branches of government. We have, you know, the executive, the judicial, and then the legislative. So the legislative makes up the laws. And then the judicial, it judges according to the laws. And then the executive just rules, rules the, the kingdom according to those laws. But the king is all in one. The king makes up the laws. The king judges according to the laws. And the king rules according to his laws. And so this is our God. This is our God. He has his principles. He has his rules. He has his will. He has everything, and He's perfect in it. And He's perfect. He's flawless without any type of doubt or anything that you could add to Him. He's God. He's holy. He's perfect. And Jesus, when He was teaching them how to pray, He wanted them to understand this. He wanted, to, and he wanted us to understand this. That when we ask, we have to ask for God to be our king. See, God, God already, he already captured our heart. You know, like a king usually would capture a country, you know, if he wanted to extend his domain. He would go and, you know, capture somebody. But Jesus already captured our hearts on the cross. Through his love, he saved us. He captured our hearts. But he doesn't force us to want his kingdom. He doesn't force us to want him in our life. God wants us to run to him, to ask, to ask, to, to ask for him to come and be a king over our life. To, to spread his authority, his power in every part of our life, in our relationships, in our work, in our schools, in everything that we do. He wants to to get into every part of us. And it's all for our own good. Not because he just wants to rule or he just wants to, you know, he just likes to be a king and rule over everybody and make everybody do stuff that he wants us to do. But because it's better for us. Because if we become our own king, it's a scary picture. Because I know, I know myself and I'm pretty sure every single one of you guys know yourself. 
And it's an awesome song that we sang, you know. Rid me of myself because I belong to you. It's an awesome, awesome song. And because there's a, a picture of, of people of Israel that wanted to be king over themselves. They didn't want God to be king. In Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 6. And so, basically, Samuel was judging the people of Israel. And all of a sudden, the people of Israel is like, you know, we want a king like everybody else. We want our king, a man, a king. And so Samuel, was dis- you know, he was, he was disappointed. He was like praying to God. He's like, God, they're rejecting me. They don't want to listen to me anymore. And God's like, no, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me as their king because I was their king. And now they, they want, you know, some man to be king. And so God told them, he said, tell the people of Israel that they can have their king. But tell them everything that their king is going to do. Because we are sinful, lustful, evil, greedy, all kinds of sinful things. And no matter how hard we try, we cannot rule our own lives. Because as soon as... We decide to rule over our own life. We fall into temptation. We fall into sin. We fall into pride. We fall into rebellion. We fall, we fall, and we fall. And that's why, that's why Jesus had to die on the cross. And show us the perfect way to get rid of the sinfulness inside of us. And as we pray, let your kingdom come. And the kingdom of God is... Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So in other words, when we pray, we say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Take every part of my life. You know, another place it said that by the Spirit of God, put to death every sinful thing inside of us. And so that's how we get rid of these sinful things inside of us. And we, when we pray this prayer, we say, God, come. Be my king. Be my God. I don't, I don't want to be my own king because I know, I know who, who I am. I know where I'm going to end up. You know, when I, I started to pray this prayer because I had moments where I'm like, you know, I've got to do this, I'm going to do that, and I have all these plans, I have all, the, all these desires and, and dreams. And then by the grace of God, you know, honestly, I think it's the grace of God that our, our plans and our, our dreams, they fail. Or they don't last very long. Because it's a lot scarier and harder for people that actually, you know, they have their plans and dreams and they actually work out for a short period of time, of course. Because, you know, even if you live your short life, you know, 70, 80, 90 years old, it's pretty short. And then when you come before God and you missed your whole calling and will for your life, you missed it. But as I was praying, I realized that God, I... I can't be in control of my own life because as soon as I try to grasp my own life, I lose it. I start to, I start to fade away. I start to fall down, and I, and I get the the things inside of me. The flesh will take over us, no matter how hard we try to fight it. And only when we ask God to be our King, when we ask the Holy Spirit to reign. God reigns through the Holy Spirit inside of us and He, he saturates in every single part, in our thoughts, in our, in our heart, in our mind, in our actions. 
And but we gotta ask for it. We, you know, the kingdom of God will not come by force into your life. But the kingdom of God has to be taken by force by you, by me. We have to beg God, cry out to God. God, be my king. Be my king. Because, you know, he doesn't have to be. He's totally fine ruling the whole universe and everything else. He doesn't have to be. But it's for my own good that I want him to be my king. It's that so that I can be saved, so that I can can know the goodness and the pleasure of God. And I can know life because in him is life, real life. And so as we pray, as we invite God to be our king, our Lord, Jesus moves on to the next step. So your kingdom come. And then your will be done. I believe that if you, you, you go through these stages, you open up your heart. You say, Father, you are mighty. You are in heaven and you are holy. And I, I fall before you in reverence and honor. Let your kingdom come. Come, fill my life. Come, fill my life. And then you say, your will be done. Your will be done. I think when you get to the point, it's easier to say your will be done than than just, you know, just say, oh God, you know, let your will be done and not actually mean it. Because your heart has to mean it, what you say. Because honestly, (laughs) me and my wife were kind of talking and she was just sharing some things and and I, I told her, I'm like, you know, we may pray and say things and maybe we might forget it really quick and or we, you know, maybe not even take it that much seriously. But God takes it seriously. We say whatever we say God, to God, whatever we promise God, He takes it seriously. He takes our word seriously, as should we take His word seriously. And so when we pray, we say, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God is king in heaven. And His will is everything. In heaven, His will is everything. Whatever He wills happens. And that's what we want in our life. That's what we should ask God. God, whatever you want, let it happen. What you want, let it happen. And His will is, His will is good. It's good for us. It's, it's amazing. It's good for us. It's pleasing. It's pleasing to Him. Not always for us, but in the end, it will be pleasing to us. And, and it is. And we, God gives us those moments when it's pleasing to us. But His will, most of the time, is the cross. Actually, all the time, it's the cross. His will, His will will, always, will always call you to put yourself on the cross and to give up. Your dreams, your goals, your understandings of things, your everything that you would portray things to be, you would, you would lay it all on the cross. And that's what God requires. And that's His perfect will. That's His perfect will. Because in that perfect will, we change. In that perfect will, we start to die to ourselves. 
We start to die to ourselves and we start to think the way God wants us to think. We start to act the way God wants us to think. We start to do things the way God wants us to do. And that's, that's his perfect will for our life. There's joy. There's, there's joy in God. There's like, like the kingdom of God. It has righteousness, peace, and joy. So you, you, have, your, you have your righteousness. God is giving you righteousness. And he gives you joy, even though when you ask for him to do his will in your life, it might be hard. It will be hard. It will be hard. You will have to give up things. You will have to suffer in, in, in some ways. But in that suffering, in the midst of all the things you had to give up or you're scared to give up, believe me, when you take that step and you give it up, you will have righteousness. You will have peace and you will have joy that's beyond all understanding. You will have joy. And even though it's hard, but some reason you have joy. And that's, that's, this, is, this is the prayer that Jesus was teaching his disciples. This is so amazing that when we surrender to God, when we surrender to God, when we invite him, when we make him king, and when we accept his will, God leads us further and further and further. When we accept his will, we end up knowing God more. You know, a lot of times we pray, God, we want to know you more. This is how we know him. Because he said that only pure in heart will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. And this is the way. God's will is the way to purify our hearts. This is the only way. Because the sin is so deeply rooted in, 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 in us that it takes death for, for us to get rid of it. It took death for Jesus to, to die on the cross to get rid of sin in our life. To show us an example of what we must do. Every day. And this prayer is an everyday prayer. This is not a prayer that you, know, you pray once and then you're set for the rest of your life until you go to heaven. This is an everyday prayer. This is every time you get up in the morning and you pray and you, you, you break before God, you seek God. And this is the prayer we pray. This is the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And he's teaching us to pray. And as we ask God for his perfect will to come in our life, when we accept his will and we take up the cross and we decide to follow God, God, follow His perfect will, follow what He wants us to do, to, to surrender. The next step is, the next thing God is teaching us is, give us today our daily bread. And so it seemed like it's kind of out of, you know, a totally different, you know, part or context of it, but it actually fits right in. It fits right in because when we ask God according to His will, God, give us today our daily bread. See, He doesn't, it doesn't say give us for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, for the rest of the year, our daily bread. He gives us, give us today. Our daily bread is our needs, the things that we need. And it can be a lot of things. 
It could be spiritual needs. It could be financial needs. It could be could be like you know relationship problems. Could be a lot of different needs. But when we come to this point, when we go through His kingdom, when we go through accepting His will, then when we ask for our needs, we're not going to ask for something totally out of the context or something that's out of His will. Because the Word of God says that when you ask God according to His will, when you ask the Father according to His will, it will be done to you. It will be given to you. And that's the key is that we, when, a lot of times when we come before God and we pray, we have a lot of needs and they're screaming at us and, and we pray, well, God, we need this. Well, I need that. God, help me with this. And before we even come to the Father, before we even, even, um, before we even humble ourselves, before we tremble before God, before we even come and accept His kingdom and His will, we already run to God and we say, God, I need this, I need that, I need that. But God said, no. First, you've got to understand who you're coming to. You're coming to the Almighty God, who is your Father. And He wants to be your King. And He has a perfect will for you. And when, when you go through this, it's like, you know, the outer course or the outside, then the outer course, and then the, the inner course, and then the deeper and deeper. And you go deeper, deeper into, into the connection with God in this prayer. And so when we ask, we ask according to God's will. Because we don't decide what we need. Who decides what we need? God knows. The Bible says God knows what you need. Jesus said He knows what you need. Don't, you know, don't worry about all these things in this life. God knows. And He takes care of everything. Look at all creation. God takes care of everything in this creation. And all the more He will take care of you. And so, when we pray, we got to understand that when we pray for our needs, we got to understand that there's a perfect will. And when we pray for our needs, we have to pray according to God's will. And He decides what we need, when we need it, how we need it, if we even need it. You know, He decides. Like the people of Israel, and they're in the, in the desert. And God would give a manna every single day. Every single day except for the Sabbath. He would give them two portions for the two days. So that way they have food for two days. But otherwise, He gave them just enough for that day. He didn't give them any more. They tried to get a little more, but it, you know, it, rotted out. Yeah, it rotted out. But He gave exactly how much they could eat, how much they needed. And He's perfect. God it's perfect. He's generous. He is generous. He will not give you just a little bit just for you to taste and then just, you know, just to be hungry or, you know, to be desperate. He knows. He knows everything. He knows how much to give that your heart will not be prideful. He knows which job to give so that you would not stray away from God. He knows, you know, how much money to give you, you know, in order for you not to to fall into love of money and things. He knows. And it comes down to us trusting Him. It comes down to us just opening our heart and our prayers to seek Him. To seek Him with all of our heart. And understand that when we pray before God, 
our prayers, they have to be, they have to be sincere, but they ha- we have to have depth in them. You know, a lot of times, I, I caught myself just, you know, you're praying, you're praying, you're praying, and you stop, and you start to think about every single word you're praying to God. And you start to put your heart into every single word. You start to think, okay, what do I want to say to God right now? And you start to, to pray. And this is an amazing, amazing example and a, and a, and a, a structure or, or something that you can, you can use in your prayers. And it's amazing. But as you apply your heart into all of it, and think about it. Not only think about it, but ask God to open up His Word to you. Ask God to open up His prayer to you. And tonight, as as we're going to pray, as we're going to pray, we can get up and uh, we can pray. I wanted to just, uh, before we end... I wanted to encourage and to ask and to call. And I believe God is calling us to, to accept Him as our King and to accept His perfect will for our life. If you feel like God is speaking to you, if you feel like God is telling you that you, you are the King of your life, you are on the throne but I want to be on the throne because I can I'm a perfect king and I can save you I can I can lead you into life if you want that life in your inside of you if you want God to take every part of you if you want the Holy Spirit to come and to move in every single part of your life and everything to be king, to rule over your life. If you want to accept God's rule, God's principles in your life,